0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. If this is your first time with us, then welcome. I will do my best to make sure that your time, which is an investment at this point, is well invested. <clears throat> if you don't understand why we are here, or you just happen to be here by chance or by fate, um... Hey, whatever it is, <laughs> do yourself a favor and familiarize yourself with the previous episode so you can truly understand what it is when we discuss paradoxical theories and tools and how their implementation is going to enable what we previously mentioned, the next stage of evolution for humankind. Uh, those of you that are returning uh, maybe your second, third, fourth, 15th, or 18th time, uh, without you, the show wouldn't exist. So as always, your your patronage and your continued support is appreciated. So before we get started, on this day in history, uh, <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster uh, is spotted for the first time on May 2nd, 1933. Um, whether this ignited the legend or not, you know, is... Uh, it is 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 something of discussion. However, uh, when you do manage to read the DuraHuman Human Paradox* book, you will get to chapter thirteen, Logo Therapeutics, um, the school of logotherapy in which Frank Victor Frankel, uh, uh, geniusly uh, created, uh, and we we compare it to this idea of the Loch Ness monster. Nerd. So, without giving too much away, I'll just leave that there. So today we are here to discuss something that is like. A a, a resounding, um, (laughs) man, I I don't even really know how to truly describe it. But before before I wrote this chapter in the Dury Human Paradox book and before I I really began to understand what it meant, I did some research. I looked around to a lot of the major health blogs and a lot of the major health promotion companies to kind of get an idea of of what their perspective and their opinion of this topic was specifically and there is a resounding confusion and and in truth be told i have no idea why (laughs) i don't know if it's on purpose or if because no one wants to try to figure it out or because we want to kind of leave it to a mystery or what but But wow, I was I was quite, quite blown away that it was very, very rare, the amount or very, very minute, the amount of people or even, you know, well-funded bodies that was able to accurately say like, this is this. And I haven't mentioned it yet, but you've probably seen from the title. We are talking about the idea of moderation and moderation in terms of human durability is is an obscure component. But it also is applicable to pretty much every single thing that we do, because as we frequently mentioned, the body uh, it, it is juxtaposed with war. Right. There's this there's this all out uh, vie for balance and for power. So the body has a limited amount of energy at any given time. So it only makes sense that it will dedicate. Uh, the the energy available the atp to processes that require it the most the processes that are most critical to survival right that's that's an inherent uh, physiological instinct to to any animal if you will so it it, if energy is limited then uh, moderating where that energy goes to is is not a maybe, it is a must, and what separates the human animal from the human machine is our ability to moderate where that energy goes, and there's many different ways that we can do that, there's many different forms that we can talk about in this entirety over time, but I want to bring some clarity to this idea of moderation and how it truly applies to human durability, this idea of longevity, this idea of... Uh, Improving quality of life and just an overall better way of living. So besides the thousands of physiological processes we we could talk about today, we want to keep it just on a surface level and just keep it to an introduction of moderation. So um, by definition, moderation is just the avoidance of excess or extremes. Right. It's this idea of balancing the scales. Um <clears throat> and where this is most applicable to not only just the athlete but to uh human durability in general is caloric balance and in cha- in chapter 4 four of the dura human paradox we discussed this in detail but i just want to briefly take today to discuss a little bit about it and, and what that and what that really means so when we talk about the calorie right centuries ago uh I believe 18 mid 1800s the the calorie was discovered as the the Amount of heat needed to raise one kilogram of water. So when we measure calories, we're just measuring temperature uh, change in expenditure, really. But <clears throat> for humans, the, the tool of calorie gave us the ability to pick and choose what food we consume. Now, where I say it it enabled the transition from human animal to human machine is is this idea that once upon a time humans could only eat what they had at hand and they had no idea the content or quality of it. It It's just like, you know what? This is what we have. This is survival. This is what we got to eat. And, you know, understandably that it's still uh, prevalent in, in parts of the world. And I understand that. But it is less prevalent today than it was 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 years ago. Um, So it enabled us to say, okay, I have option A, option B, and option C. Which one of these options based on the calorie is going to give me the most bang for my buck, if you will, because I need energy. I need energy to sustain my physiological processes. I need energy to survive. I need energy to carry out daily functions, whatever that looks like. And as in terms of measurement of energy, the, there is no greater form than the calorie. And there's other principles of of, of nutrition that we'll talk about later on, um, like macro and micronutrients and uh, nutritional value and glycemic index and multiple different things. But uh, the calorie is the most basic, understandable uh, principle of moderation and of nutrition. Um and of course, that is significant for a number of reasons. But without nutrition, obviously, survival is is not very likely. Okay, uh, so when we talk about the calorie, uh, being able to measure a calorie in the food that we consume changed the game. It it it, it is one of the reasons why. We have so many different options of food today because if you couldn't measure what you were putting into it, couldn't measure what it was and it would defeat the purpose of of even having it. So. Because each individual is different. It is difficult to discuss moderation in terms of calories, and I believe this is where the source of confusion came from for a lot of the bodies in uh, uh, bodies as in <laughs> not, not physical bodies like uh, uh, bodies of literature or business bodies, um, the people that you would go to for information. Um, and the, the issue with being obscure or being confusing when it comes to moderation, is that it doesn't give people something to work with. So my role, my job today, my mission objective is to give you all something to work with and something to understand a little bit more, regardless of where you may be listening to this or regardless of what point in time or period in your life or athletic training style or age that you are at. <clears throat> so there as I will always say, is no blueprint to each individual. Therefore, it is up to the individual, the user, you, to understand your body, your bodily processes, and your needs. So in terms of the calorie, everything starts at rest, right? There are physiological processes that require energy and therefore burn calories. So at rest, each individual has a resting metabolic rate, which describes the amount of calories that they expend at rest. What does your body need in order to sustain the normal processes for survival? Now, there are a few equations for this out there, but because this is not a mathematical podcast, this is not an episode designed to give you all the tools that you need. This is designed to give you a specific tool to then go out and you know do your research, use the information, and implement it how you please. So just understand it starts at rest. Resting metabol- metabolic rate is where calories uh, begin. So anything that happens after that is going to consume an excess amount of calories. And by excess, it means relative to the task. So whether that be uh, getting up to to go to work, to go to the gym, to pick up your kids, to make breakfast, to, to engage in sexual intercourse, to read a book. (laughs) It all depends on the task difficulty and the task activity. Now, obviously there's so many different tasks that we can't say exactly what those numbers would look like, but there's this understanding of transition from rest to carrying out a task. Now, depending on the intensity and duration of that task also depends on the amount of calories that are expended. So now we have rest and we have activities that are carried out. And we describe that as physical activity. Now, I haven't described the next step yet, which is exercise. So exercise and physical activity are two different things and they are classified uh, uh, different under many bodies of literature, which we won't discuss today. But it's understanding that there is a transition and what that transition is, is just a, a progressive usage of more calories, right? That's that's the simplicity behind it. So if we take all the activities that are carried out in a day, including rest, physical activity, and exercise, or if, you know, sedentary individuals who, who don't exercise, it's to still fall in one of those categories. If we take all of these activities that are uh, carried out throughout the day, and we give them a number the, the collective number is going to be energy expenditure. So that number is how many calories that your body expends throughout a given period, right? And if you've heard our previous episodes about the circadian pattern, what that, what that, <laughs> what that period of time is, is, is up to you. That could be eight hours, that could be 12, 24, 26, however you measure it. <clears throat> It is is essential for the human machine to understand what that number is. Now, there are equations to this that we won't discuss today, but we will discuss in the future. But that actually have been completely written out and discussed in Tool 4, Caloric Balance of the Dury Human Paradox book. So if you can't wait, then... Pick yourself up a paperback copy. That way, you—I gave plenty of room around the mathematical equations on purpose, so that people could practice and they could uh, highlight and make notes, just so that this is understandable. Because it's fascinating that these mechanisms are occurring every single day, uh, all day, <clears throat> and we now have the tools and the ability to understand them. Right? This—this this, what I'm speaking of sounds easy. But there are people who have dedicated decades of work to this. And, you know, there. I mean, there's there's so much that went into that that the only way that we can really be grateful and, and show our gratitude is by understanding these mechanisms that we take for granted every single day. So in the book, there's all these processes and how the idea of moderation and caloric balance and all this stuff works. <clears throat> But just to continue on our chat for today, um, not to wrap it up, but to kind of to progress things a little bit. uh, If we if we can understand, which we can, how many calories are uh, expended throughout the day, energy expenditure, then we can better understand this idea of moderation. And when we talk about moderation and the balancing of scales, it's applicable to what it is that we do throughout the day. And I'll just give uh, uh, an example, right? If someone, if someone needs 3,000 calories to perform everything throughout the day, and that's approximate, right, plus or minus 100, <clears throat> then consuming 3,000 calories would be a caloric balance. If one was to go over that and, say, do 3,500 calories, that would be a caloric excess Sometimes it's commonly referred to as a caloric surplus. So you might hear the two words interchangeably, but just understand surplus, excess, uh, additionals, it, it, it's its all synonymous with more than you need. Okay. And that's not necessarily a negative connotation. And, and we'll get to that later on. If one wants to consume 2000 calories, That would be a caloric deficit. So in terms of caloric balance and moderation, we're looking at three different components here. Caloric balance, which refers to an equilibrium of calories. Caloric excess, which refers to an overconsumption of necessary calories to maintain physiological functions and daily activity energy expenditure. And then you have a caloric deficit, which is a lower amount than what is needed to carry out said functions. So in terms of moderation, moderation is the ability to dictate, to control and decide which tipping of the scales you want to go towards. And in the simplest way possible. By understanding the amount of calories that is that you consume or that is needed for an activity, right? If you if you want if you couldn't look at the entire day, right? Let's just say for one activity specifically, that is going to be the best way to moderate how uh, the, the calories are expended, uh, consumed, and balanced. <clears throat> and why you may be wondering. Is that important? Because there seemed to also be a resounding confusion about why moderation is important. And there is no secret. It absolutely is important because uh, where I did mention that moderation and the calorie gave us the ability to uh, go from human animal to human machine. It's also very dangerous. Uh, Left unchecked. um, The calorie can lead to. Many chronic diseases on 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 both sides, right? Malnutrition being one, which a lot of people associate malnutrition to uh, being like underweight or not having enough vitamins and minerals, but or not eat, or eating not enough calories. But there is there is a such thing as having too many, and arguably. One is more dangerous than the other, but depending on the person's lifestyle, one leads to more issues than the other one. Um, but obviously the one that is more prevalent and that is, that is that is a bigger threat to human evolution is um, caloric excess, which leads to uh, type 2 diabetes, uh, many different forms of chronic disease, hypertension, uh, obesity, um, kidney failure, uh, kidney disease, heart failure, uh, atherosclerosis, which is kind of what I mentioned with a uh, high blood pressure, but that's kind of, that's the buildup of plaque in the arteries, which, uh, inhibits or blocks blood flow to the heart or away from the heart to other organs, I should say, which is more physiologically accurate. Um, <clears throat> so when we talk about the, the calorie and, and moderation whether or not someone wants to do it is is truly up to them but um it's it's juice worth juice versus squeeze risk versus reward obviously um there are a lot of things that that come with consequences but overeating uh, especially with a western diet so one that's like high in fats and sugars it's not a theory that it has consequences. It, it, is, it is a proven scientific fact that it has consequences. And there can be so many people out there that can tell you ways to go around it. Or you don't have to diet. You can eat what you want. And yes, yeah, absolutely. You, <laughs> you can absolutely do exactly what you want to. Whatever it is that you want to do, do it. But understand... That actions have consequences, and especially over long term. And in this generation, we have never had a greater ability to understand the physiological effects of our dietary choices. But now we are beginning to understand uh, what that can have—not just uh, immediate, but chronic over time. So, what what is what is a a a chronic uh, caloric surplus due to human physiology, um, arguable again, but when paired with the prevalence of a sedentary lifestyle, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that the, the consequences can be catastrophic. So we're going to call it there. (laughs) Okay. Um, I just wanted to get up here, introduce this idea of moderation, the calorie and how moderation is broken down into three different sects, Right. But if you if you if you missed any of them, go back and listen to the whole episode again, because it'll make sense the further we go on. But until next time, stay durable, my friends.